Joel Blackstock with Top uh, Taproot Therapy Collective, and I'm here with Dr. J of Peak Neuroscience. Um, so they're a newer practice that's in town, and I was really interested in their approach because they're doing a different kind of neurofeedback than the older technology that's around that mixes neurostimulation with neurofeedback, and that's as much as I understand about it. So uh, Jay, if you want to kind of explain how that process works to sure. treat trauma and some other stuff too. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, we, we, we learned about 20 years ago that, that the brain copies frequencies. Um, and so if you can present frequencies to the brain, uh, for example, in the form of, of a very gentle EMF. Uh, What's EMF? Um, ele electromagnetic field. Okay. Same EMF that comes out of your devices, comes out of the phone, comes out of the lamps, comes out of power lines. Um, but the, the, bra the brain will follow these frequencies. Mm -hmm. And then after a matter of minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, the brain begins to oscillate or begins to function at those frequencies. And uh, if so you're we adjusting can, the natural kind of wavelength of the brain. That's right. But, uh, if you can, if you can uh, present the brain with frequencies that it needs to be making more of, mm -hmm. then you can help the person feel more like themselves more of the time. Okay. So we start out by, by doing a, a quantitative EEG measurement. People call them brain maps. Uh, we call them cues. Can you look at it? Is it like something that shows you where the things are going, or is it Absolutely. more data? And, and uh, more like... Well, yeah, you get get the get the EEG. Uh, person sits sits uh, still, uh, and we take take roughly a five minute measure with the eyes open, and again five minute measure with the eyes closed. Uh, so is that like an active MRI that is like what it's? What's the technology that's making them out? Uh, we're, we're, we're looking at, at a person's brain waves. Okay. Uh, so whenever the brain does anything, which is all the time, uh, then, then, then the brain um, uh, generates electricity uh, and it just comes off the scalp. We call them mm -hmm. brain waves, but it's just electrical current that the brain's generating. Um, and if you, can, if you can capture that, if you can measure what's coming off the head, uh, then, then you can see what various brain regions are doing in real time. Uh, probably EEG is the best imaging technique uh, with the best temporal resolution in terms of timing, in terms, okay. of, in terms of what's do, what's 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 happening when. Okay. Uh, MRI is very good for like uh, spatial detail resolution. Detail over a long time. Right, looking at spatial structures. EEG is probably the best thing going uh, to look at timing of, of when when something is happening. Okay. Uh, it's relatively cheap. It's you don't need a lot of equipment. Um, and that's and the same thing in like a biofeedback session where you're moving the spaceship with your mind wave or looking right. at it. Right, it's kind of old school, but, yeah. but yeah, same same thing. Same technology, uh, that's very right. newer. But, that's know. right, that's right. So we do a full, full cap, uh, 19 to 21 electrodes on the top of the scalp. And so you can, you can measure... Uh, measure the brain in some, in some good detail mm -hmm. uh, and see what uh, surface uh, regions are doing as well as subcortical regions. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can find out pretty quickly uh, what regions of the brain might be contributing to a person's experience. So if we uh, uh, see somebody with some anxiety about them, uh, then we do a quantitative EEG and we, we do, this, do this brain mapping and you get a series of pictures created and, and you can see how much of various wavelengths, uh, I know this is kind of Greek to a lot of people, you know, delta or theta or alpha or beta, how much of each of those speeds yeah. that the brain's generating uh, and where mm -hmm. 
then 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 you can you can see what regions need to be retrained or help to get back to the genes, help them help them to learn learn to regulate themselves. Sure. And people can feel feel better once the brain learns to get out of its own way and to regulate itself. So, um, and it's interesting because I've seen research too that you know when you go to therapy or you do yoga or you do kind of mindfulness practice that those frequencies start to change. But this is a machine that's kind of changing the frequencies naturally, teaching the brain directly how to emulate a frequency instead of you know the behavior changing and then that regulating the frequency. So maybe right. faster and more right. precise. It's it's much faster. Um, if we uh, so so the the um, metaphor uh, that I, that I typically you know when I, when I meet with meet, meet with clients and families um, uh, when we say when we say the word neurotherapy that's that's an umbrella term meaning that's a mixture of neurostimulation and neurofeedback so neuro neurostimulation called neurostim sure when we're stimming the brain gently to to entrain and teach the brain how to regulate. Uh, that, that the brain really can't resist doing. Mm -hmm. So you, you stem the brain and it uh, gently follows the Pied Piper. Mm -hmm. uh, so if we find out that a person with anxiety is making uh, uh, too, too little of a waveform that we call delta, mm -hmm. then you can stem with delta, which is a certain wavelength range. Uh, and so it, while they sit there beside you in the chair, now they're making more delta. Yeah. Uh, and it'll last that way for maybe 15 hours or so then begin to fade away. Mm -hmm. uh, over sessions, over presentations, the brain does learn to become entrained to keep that, to continue to fire that way long after the stem is worn off. Mm -hmm. So then you can go behind it uh, and, and operantly condition, you know, with the neurofeedback, uh, reward the brain for continuing to function that way. How do you reward it? Uh, Give it a with that standard neurofeedback. Neuro, neuro, uh, neuro so it's like it's, re targeting a reward center and so the brain learns this is good, I should do this more. Right, exactly. Um, so it's so like I training think, a cat. I, I was going to say, it's yeah. kind of like training a dog. It's, Can you punish uh, it? You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> like if I want to teach a dog how to roll over, so, yeah. so, I'm, so I'm, I'm training a brain. Uh, I speak in metaphors a lot. It's sure. just kind of how my mind works. But when I'm when I'm working with family, speaking in spreadsheet, I suppose. Yes. So I might be speaking with, with families and say, so uh, if I want to teach a dog how to roll over, mm -hmm. uh, then I gently and kind kindly roll the dog over with my own hands, to where mm -hmm. it, it can't stop me. Yeah. But, but I'm very uh, gentle with the dog and roll it over. Uh, so I'm stimming it. I'm mm -hmm. rolling it over that it can't resist me. And then I say, good dog. Yeah. and give it a Scooby snack. Okay. So you stem it to make it acquiesce to what you want mm -hmm. it to do. Then you reward it to make to make the neurons want to keep doing that sure. long after the stem's worn off. So so adding adding the neurostimulation to the neurofeedback, mm -hmm. which has been around for decades, and it works, uh, but, but neurofeedback by itself, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's just slow. Now, now it does it's not work. targeted. You're not, you're not training a specific place you're just kind of washing the whole brain with something where you guys can pick out what the unique needs of an individual is that, that actually used to be true but even with neurofeedback you can target certain certain okay. regions cortical and subcortical um but uh, it's just hard to get to the finish line mm -hmm. because uh it's, it's it's just a slow therapy it does work no one's hurting anybody by doing neurofeedback it's just slow sure but if you can if you can start out by, by priming the brain with stimulation, making the brain different. 
Yeah. And then going back behind it and rewarding it for being different mm -hmm. and lock in those changes, sure. uh, you can cut down the number of sessions and, and, and over over half. Okay. Uh, and and so so you can help help people quicker, uh, and they begin to feel better quicker, uh, and uh, it, it it doesn't take as 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 much resource you know, time and just just resources which we're all all limited. Uh, so it's it, it's a really good model. Do you see um, therapy being a part of that? Like if somebody working on therapy, does that help them also do the behavioral or the have the insight that helps them change? Or Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I'm a licensed psychologist in Alabama and in, in Texas. In my, in my, in my Dallas office, um, uh, I, I frequently can commonly do psychotherapy while they're receiving their neuro. What style or mode of psychotherapy do you uh, prefer? I'd like... Um, uh, I'm, not I'm, that it has to be, you know, one category. We're very what, integrated. What, whatever's data supported for the person's condition. Sure. Um, but but I, but I commonly use use person centered. Uh, I like I'll, I'm uh, I'm finding that that milieu therapy is working well for mm -hmm. me. Just maybe I'm changing. Maybe my personality is changing, sure. and, and I'm finding that, that that that's helping people move. Um, but but during the therapy, uh, during the talk therapy, uh, an individual sitting there. Uh, getting their neurostimulation because mm -hmm. it's quite a passive modality. The person doesn't have to get into a state. I'm not asking them to concentrate. There's no flooding uh, or re-experiencing. There's not. There's not. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, other than just sitting there in the chair, making sure the chair doesn't hit the ceiling, mm. that's about all that I ask of them. Yeah. Uh, and so we're doing counseling, uh, and with with the with the with with the kiddos that that I see. Uh, by the way, I do have a stuttering disorder, oh, sure. which I am treating myself with uh, cool. with some with some neurostim. It, it seems to be a uh, a supplementary motor cortex uh, inefficiency issue. Okay. Uh, and so uh, so anyway, we'll make the head raise in terms of disfluency also. Yeah, and you're probably learning a lot too as you treat different kinds of people because the machines are able to be reprogrammed. The, the knowledge. Uh, I've never I've never known research to go this fast. Mm. And I come from a research program. Uh, back in my in my grad school days, and you know, research you know, you, you just have to you can set your eon clock by the yeah. rate at which white papers come out. Uh, things are moving much more quickly these days. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but you can edit this. I, I distracted myself. I got off my. What was I answering? Uh, no, it's okay. I mean, I think you did resolve the. the uh, oh, doing 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 counselor psychotherapy yeah. while someone is getting their mm -hmm. getting their stimulation. Um, when I, when I do counsel the younger crowd, mm -hmm. um, oftentimes we're, 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 doing, we're doing counseling while they're getting their neuro, and they don't necessarily have to know that I'm counseling them. Sure. Like, we're just talking, we're just shooting the breeze, mm -hmm. um, and uh, it, is, it, is, it is beneficial uh, to do talk therapy concomitantly with neurotherapy. Uh, I tell families, uh, you know, if, if, I, if I have the most regulated brain known to mankind, I can still be disagreeable if I want to be. I can sure. still be a pill, uh, even though my brain is working quite well and very efficiently. Mm -hmm. uh, so if I have thinking errors, yeah, honestly, a lot of people, have, maybe all of us have thinking errors. Mm -hmm. Some cause us more problems than other errors cause us. Uh, so we, we still have to do the psychological work uh, to... to to enhance our functionality or, or the way that we feel, mm -hmm. um, so 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 maybe think about about brain training as working on the hardware, 
you still have to work on the software. Sure. You have to you have to go through my thinking distortions and and iron out how 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 I do things. Sure. I think like that's pretty technical and it's helping therapists like understand how to use it and what's going on. But I mean, so if I'm a patient, like one, you know, what disorders does this treat? What can I come in with? I mean, two, you know, what is the process and what does it what does it feel like? You know, what are the kind of things that I notice? And, yeah. And then four, I think I'm counting wrong. Three, you know, three, like what is the uh, what is the cost and does insurance cover this? Is it something that Right, right. Yeah, I'm kind of question well, stacking there. But yeah, I think yeah. All, that's great. Uh, and th- those, those are questions that I'll be asking, too, if I was a client wanting to come in for a consultation. Um, brain, brain training or, or neurotherapy, um, it, it, can, uh, it, it can help quite a wide array of different presentations. Uh, maybe the limiting factor is the training of the individual. Uh, it, it can do quite a bit. But I need to make sure that, that I'm trained to to make it do what I'm what I'm purporting that I that I, that, that I want it to sure. do. Sure. So you're um, learning that you're programming the machine to treat more disorders as you learn about them. Correct. Correct. Uh, uh, for uh, for example, seizure disorder. Uh, mm. uh, it, it works quite well. Quite uh, quite well well uh, for that, uh, but not with me. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm not trained in that way. So, sure. Uh, it, it does a lot. You just have to be trained and and know it, knowing knowing what you're doing with and it. You've got multiple uh, clinics. There's ones in Texas you can take the data and all that. So absolutely. What are the ones that you treat at Peak Neuroscience? Uh, largely, um, we're seeing a lot of anxiety, a lot of PTSD. Um, uh, so a lot of anxiety, a lot of a lot of depression, um, autism, learning differences, uh, speech disfluencies. Uh, I guess those are the big five. And there's uh, progress with autism in, in No question. No question. Uh, autism usually, uh, again, not to get so so technical, um, uh, we, we, you know, as we learn more about conditions and we know more about how to go about helping to address it, uh, again, sorry, maybe you should cut this out. Man, I, I'm, I was going to go technical yeah, with this. Sure. Maybe we don't need to get, we don't need to do that. No, you're fine. Um, but, but uh, yeah, so, so people, people contending uh, with, with uh, you know, common things that, that, that a lot of society contends with, you know, mm-hmm. anxiety, depression, sure. uh, you know, things are, things are, things are not good right mm-hmm. now. And, uh, and so when we, when we start out uh, by, by, by having a, having a quantitative EEG done, uh, you get those series of brain maps recorded and seeing what brain regions are contributing to the person's difficulties, uh, then, then we uh, make a treatment plan as mm-hmm. to how to go about targeting those regions, uh, helping them become more active if they're not active enough, mm-hmm. or, or training them to become less active if they're too active, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and then we begin to schedule sessions. Sessions tend to be you know, t- typical uh, 40-45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, sessions do work better if you can group them. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, doing them once a week is about as seldom as you'd want to do them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just harder for the brain to, to, to really sure. get the knack of what it's being taught taught what to do. Um, but if you, if you can group them, mm-hmm. if you can do two a week or three a week, just for a little bit, if you can front load it mm-hmm. and get the brain driving and changing, mm-hmm. uh, that, that tends to be how we get the best outcomes, certainly the fastest outcomes. Um, so if you can front load it and then maybe later on back off if, if resources and, and timing and all that call, call for that um, then that's 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 how we get people to move move really 
really well. So dissociation or addiction? Any? Oh yes, oh yes. Um, and uh, you know, some 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 conditions call for more psychotherapy than others. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's if it's a non-complicated ADHD, which we mm-hmm. see plenty of, sure. uh, I didn't say a minute ago. Uh, then I, I, I don't necessarily do counseling with that, mm-hmm. uh, unless you know we're just cultivating coping mechanisms and sure. and, 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 and cultivating supports. Um, but uh, m- most of who we see, uh, if, if they don't already have a dedicated counselor, mm-hmm. uh, then I do I do counseling at the same time. Sure. Uh, if they do have a dedicated counselor and they're happy with that individual, mm-hmm. then 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 we're very pleased to to simply stick with bring training. Sure. Uh, and just maybe say some wise things here or there to, to yeah. not to not duplicate services or, or like muddy the waters. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we 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 try to try to try to meet. Try to meet the need as it as it as it presents. Well, and I, I think the way that I think of it, um, which you know, you have a, more of a science background than I do, so this is more me looking maybe at the phenomenology of what mm-hmm. it feels like in the room. But it seems like people have kind of genes that determine the way that the trauma is expressed. You know, one person may be addictive or obsessive or avoidant or dissociate or psychotic, but the trauma is kind of the fuel that is making those disorders more. So you don't you don't want to promise people like you you can come down on medication or something because there's not not some conditions like have to be managed with medication. But I do see like a lot of times when you get the limbic dysregulation, the trauma that's fueling the genetic expression down, and the brain kind of calms down, you know, to for lack of a better word, then the symptom that they're bringing in needs less medication to regulate it, and there's less side effects when you're on less medication. And yes, yes. I mean, just a lot, do you all see that happen? Commonly, yeah. commonly. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out, that, uh, you know, you, you don't want to say something uh, is when it is not. So you mm-hmm. don't want to over-speak and, mm-hmm. and, and, like, over-promise. Over, over um, but, but, but commonly, uh, people, people are able to titrate down off of whatever medication regimen that they're on. Sure. Uh, and, and most people that we see are taking something, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. Uh, but uh, at, at, at around the 12 session mark, mm-hmm. 15 session mark, uh, they, w- they will likely find that, that they're feeling over-medicated. Yeah. Just because with the progress that their brain has yeah, made. That's, and then, yeah. I don't ever mention it. It's like people just say, I told my psychiatrist that this is kind of too much, and then it came down. And I noticed that happening. After yeah. there's a big movement with brain spotting, like mm-hmm, you see that mm-hmm. there's kind of the pop and the integration, and then the person starts feeling better, and then all of a sudden the medication is like too much. Yes, yes, uh, and so it, it, it is uh, nothing magical about these numbers, but it's it's around the 15 session mark sure. that we we pull on the prescriber and and say, you know, what, when's a when's a when's a safe time to, to take a little risk and, and titrate down a small step? Mm-hmm. You know, when when they get to that that over medicated yeah. type state. Um, but it's it's really not pie in the sky uh, to to think about people getting off their psychotropics. So is um, is what y'all are doing is that different than like transcranial stimulation? I see some of those studies getting fired up around town and you know nationally. There's big pushes of marketing. I'm, I'm seeing so it's transcranial stimulator mag. I don't know the yeah, metaphor yeah, magnetic uh, resonance something. It's it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually the same technology, uh, the same same EMF. Uh, but uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation uses uses very strong presentations mm-hmm. of, of the of those fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, and TMS has been shown to help many people with treatment resistant uh, depression, anxiety. It, it really has helped people. Um, 
but, but, but we're finding from the white papers coming out of neurology and other, other hard sciences uh, that, that neurons perform more poorly with stronger mm. stimulation. So you want to use the smallest amount of stimulation and rewarding the brain is a way to use less stimulation. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's cool. That's exactly right. And, and, and that's, that's, in, that's in the client's best interest. That's, mm. um, neurons perform better uh, with Does just, the myelin sheath get worn down when you're kind of bombarding it with? I, I can't speak to that. Um, I'm just wondering what is what the performance, what changes that's happening. I, I, I can't really speak, speak to that though. Um, but but I do I do know that 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 neurostimulation as we're as we're using it is a very gentle entrainment. Mm -hmm. You're just gently teaching the brain to get back to the genes. Mm -hmm. And you know, over time we we do acquire. Uh, some maladaptive responding. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we can acquire some depression. We can acquire some some maladaptive emotionality. The the limbic system can can accidentally learn to get hot. Yeah. Uh, or from 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 neonatal teratogens. Mm -hmm. The the you're just born with a very hot limbic system. Is that a dinosaur? Uh, <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> but not 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 the kind with wings. Okay. Um, but uh, the, the lizard brain. Right. Right. But but if we if, if we if we use the stimulation, uh, I keep saying the word gentle. Uh, I mean that that's what it is. Just a, yeah. just a kiss of energy, uh, not not to overwhelm the neurons, not to make them fire. We're yeah. not making them fire, which I believe TMS makes them fire. Uh, we 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 don't we don't provide that strength. Sure. It's, it's much weaker, and we gently guide the neurons to be able to fire when they're appropriately told to fire. Okay. Um, so. Uh, it's it's a it's 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 more of a teaching. It sounds um, like it might be uh, beneficial for people who um, you know exposure type therapies or even like a IV ketamine or or ketamine where you're re-experiencing trauma dissociating. If somebody has very low ability to tolerate negative stimulus or emotion, then that would be a more gentle way to do it. If if that if you know being hooked up to this thing for an hour is scary, then the neurofeedback is a good way right, to right right. It, it would it would be. Um, it it would it would be it would be de-escalating. Yeah. Um, and and you when you mentioned mentioned trauma, uh, you know when we when we look at look at a, a person's brain 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 mapping, mm -hmm. uh, there are different different markers, uh, and there there is a common marker that we see uh, in in the case of trauma, and so when we see certain things, then you, then then we know to probe about trauma. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's not a one to one. You don't assume, but when I see certain things, I know that I'm going to ask about trauma and see, yeah. and see, see what might or might not have happened. Uh, you had repressed memories be activated, or people start to re uh, realize, oh, it, yeah, there's a car wreck or this, but there's an older trauma before that that I wasn't really thinking was the issue. Did yes. you see that happen during your event? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. The same as brain The vessel ventricle, the body keeps the score. Mm -hmm. Uh, start people off off with that book. Yeah, uh, it's uh, if the if the, if the mouth isn't talking about something, the body is. Yeah. Uh, well, we learn, you know, to, the subcortical brain, like before we're thinking in language uh, or thinking temporally in time or any you know, any of those kind of ego, you know, mm -hmm. constructs. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has learned how to feel emotion. You know, the baby that has to like yell to get its whole body type to get mom to come, you know, feed me or something mm -hmm. has a different response pretty early to vulnerability and need 
than a baby that's just like, man, and, you know, it gets doted on. And right, so, right. you know, there's not a panic like, oh, no, I've got to get all of this adrenaline energy and maybe vulnerability is bad. So I need to get angry when I have an emotional mm-hmm. need or maybe I need to, um, you know, hide it. That This is that, you know, there's that that stuff is in the posture of people, you know. Uh, uh, yes, so if yes, you're not using new... that, if you're just kind of talking for a long time, you know, you can say in psychoanalysis to talk about like why I smoke cigarettes because mom did this, but I'm still smoking a cigarette on the mm-hmm, couch, you know, mm-hmm, for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it sounds like it's, it's the trauma markers. Are they like mainly supportable brain or? It, it is mainly uh, uh, yeah, may, well, re- regions that uh, that synthesize. Um, uh, processing from different modalities into mm-hmm. a singular gestalt, into a singular experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so the fragmented parts of self being understood. Whole, yes, you yes. See fragmentation. The brain, the brain has has a closet where it throws garbage into. Yeah. And so, if you can gently uh, open that closet door and and allow the stuff that that the brain has been keeping away from its human down below mm-hmm. to keep you having a good day. To allow you to stay functional, uh, open that closet door, and it, it's 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 not pleasant. Uh, but 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 to do the you processing, you have to neurally re-experience it to get it out from under your life, though. Oftentimes you, know? you do, you do. Um, and, and and if you don't, uh, then uh, it's gonna it's gonna find its way to the surface intermittently. Sure. And and make a person present as being unstable. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to to really put it to rest. To where, to where certain memories or certain inclinations. Still uh, going. Uh, Good deal. If you can um, uh, process those latent or kind of hidden or sort of covered up memories or experiences, to where they no longer have the inj- have the have the capacity to injure you, yeah. uh, then that's that's where we want to take people. Uh, if you don't process them, then those memories still are able to injure you. Yeah. Uh, but and, and those memories well, are yours. So much of our life becomes a way of avoiding those places that no intellectually maybe I know I can avoid being I can survive being alone or being afraid or something. But emotionally you don't, and so you you learn to drink or you learn to date or you learn to work or you mm-hmm. know, there's these ways of avoiding mm-hmm. that emotional space. And it impacts all of life after yeah. that. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. No, no, that does the, there's a. The two metaphors that I kind of like, like one of them, because I'm trying to explain to people the difference in different kinds of medicine to make sure they need to get where they need to go. It's like, you know, one, if you have an allergy to a cat, every time you're around a cat, you can take Benadryl and then, you know, you maybe you're kind of drowsy or whatever, but you're, you're not, your nose isn't running and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you have to take the Benadryl every time, you know, you go do allergy shots and then doing the allergy shot, you build up an immunity That's to good. it. So treating the trauma versus medicating the anxiety, you know, there's two different directions mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And the other one, I, I think cognitive therapy is kind of teaching people to sail a boat. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, you got to put the sail up here. You've got to tie this kind of knot, whatever. Um, but that limbic, you know, system, that subcortical brain, when the ocean is roiling and it's the perfect storm, I mean, there are some things that you cannot cognitively change intellectually. Right. You've got to go down and still, you're going to get knocked over. And it, and it's re-traumatizing to tell people that they can't, you know, to be like, no, but if you eat the vegetables, if you snap the rubber band, tell the anxiety to stop, if you, you know, do these things and people get all ripped up and then they go out and then all of a sudden they still have the emotional explosion or they still have the panic. Yeah. And, you know, just telling somebody that's irrational, so don't do it, it doesn't work, you know. Right. So you have to go down and use something that's going to calm that ocean. And mm-hmm. you can you can still, you know, you know, knowing how to sell a boat is helpful. 
Um, but you know, you, you also <laughs> need to have a little bit of control yeah. over the weather to, to live through the and, storm. And, and when and when the experience that son of a gun, my boat, my boat is flipped over. Now there's another failed therapy in their history, yeah. and now it's even more ingrained that well. Which of my traumas maybe, that I feel like a failure? Then maybe yes. This. So so maybe this thing will never change because there's another episode. Mm. Uh, so maybe uh, I'm I'm stuck with this for the duration. Sure. Uh, it's harmful. Have you have you seen on the brain maps brain spotting or EMDR or any other kind of therapy change stuff? Have you ever looked at that? Ask me that again. Have you ever had like a, a brain spotting patient or an EMDR patient where the brain map changes or you can see what it's doing on the? Because I'd be, I, you know, I'm on the outside of somebody's brain. I'd be interested to see what's happening. On I, the actually, one. Uh, I, I wish I had more examples, uh, but I, but I was working one with one 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 individual with some trauma history, and did some did some neurostim and neurofeedback with me, uh, and uh, for 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 reasons beyond. Mine and the famous control, they had to discontinue that and then begin to do some EMDR mm-hmm. um, with, with a good EMDR therapist. And they're not all equal, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then, then EMDR we, is kind of more left up to the therapist. You you need some skills where brain spotting, certainly. I think, like that there, when it's really working, no one's talking. You know, the first mm-hmm. year, when it's really working, it, it doesn't matter what the therapist's conceptualization is because they've taken you to this place. So a little bit more foolproof mm-hmm. in, in that mm-hmm. way, I think. Yeah, yeah. But after this person's person's EMDR therapy, after 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 the appropriate number of sessions, uh, I was able to go back and then do do another brain brain map. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the brain had changed. The brain had had normalized to to a certain 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 extent. Mm-hmm. Um, which which does drive home the point that when a person's doing talk therapy, you are changing the brain. Yeah. Uh, and uh, which which underscores why talk therapy is a nice concomitant to neurotherapy. Mm-hmm. Neurotherapy expedites the brain change and allows sure. the talk therapy to grow some teeth and to really begin to help a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're just changing the brain first that the talk therapy on its own was going to do eventually. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's a really nice uh, combination. So um, what is the cost? I mean, I know ketamine is pretty expensive. Uh, it's you know helpful, but it, it's cost prohibitive for people. Um, you know, brain spotting if the therapist takes insurance, you know, it could be zero or thirty dollar copay. You know, out of pocket, you know, it's more. Mm-hmm. Um, what, mm-hmm. are, what are you looking at if you want to do neurofeedback? Neurofeedback, uh, of course, all the all the standard caveats depends upon where you are. Yeah. And, you know, Birmingham wouldn't be the same as Dallas, and uh, generally uh, one one twenty to one fifty. Uh, certain regions, two hundred a session. And then does um, insurance go back and reimburse for some of that? It is getting better. It is good. Uh, you know what Blue Cross in Alabama does? I mean, that's kind of I the don't. majority of our patients. Have. I don't. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with me, with me being, being a licensed uh, psychologist, uh, if I'm doing counseling, mm-hmm. then then I can I can build that counseling code. Yeah. Um, you know, if that's legitimately what I'm doing, then I can build that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but doing doing neurotherapy by, by, by itself, that's going to be out of pocket on the front yeah. end, uh, and then insurance does does partially repay. Well, one I know for with ketamine they pay nothing, and you know I, usually those are around four or five hundred dollars a session, so one hundred twenty five gotcha. a session is a little bit less than, than that. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and and uh, typical sessions, um, people do do ask how many how many sessions might it might it take and. Uh, and of course, uh, there's no way to, to not give a caveat laden answer to that you just don't know. 
but uh, you know, between 20 and 40, 20 and sure. 50 is kind of what we say. Uh, I have I have completed at at, at 12 before. Mm-hmm. That's not common. I would not count on that. That person was just really sensitive to the stimulation, sure. and they moved quicker and they and they completed quicker. Uh, but I, I really wouldn't expect uh, for a person to meet their clinical goals, mm-hmm. uh, you know, much sooner than 20. Okay. Um, if it's something developmental, to where to where the genes just are what they are, mm-hmm. you can still rewire. You can still help the brain balance mm-hmm. uh, and, and and create the synapses that need to be created. It just takes longer to do that from mm-hmm. from, from scratch. Uh, but getting the brain back to the genes, like with anxiety or mm-hmm. with depression, uh, that's not that hard. Uh, it, it's a matter of uh, doing it for a number of sessions sufficient to make that rewire be mm-hmm. permanent you know the brain when, when, once the brain labels a synapse as being used mm-hmm. then it leaves it alone so okay you can stay yeah if, if the brain says you're not being used very often i'm going to unplug you and use you over here because we need some neurons over here mm-hmm. uh so so once the person it's really good at budgeting energy i mean that's kind of what it's, it's, it's very a, redundant yeah, it, it's, yeah. A, it's a it's a very it's 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 uh it's a it's a genius in terms of mm-hmm. uh where it's going to spend its money um but the but the trick um with with neurotherapy is uh, you need to do it long enough to to make to make it stay. Yeah. Uh, people feel better pretty quickly. Uh, but it's and not permanent until you complete it. That. It may not. It yeah. may not. You know, you'll you'll be feeling a lot differently by the tenth session. Mm-hmm. A lot differently, uh, and resources sources are, are limited, and you know who's who's not going to be looking at expediting things. Yeah. But uh, if you if you if you quit too early, then it. it may or may not be permanent uh so so you need to do it that's that's why we say you know 20 to 20 to 50 sure uh so that when you discontinue that rewire is permanent the training will hold um and i don't want to speak too large i don't you yeah, yeah. ask me a question i'm sorry uh you know i don't, I don't want to speak too largely you know, saying the word permanent sure uh but it appears to be yeah uh you know if, if a person can 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 do the training to where uh, once the stimulation is no longer being presented, mm-hmm. uh, then then the that, then that training holds. Um, it's I used to bring people back about a year after we discontinued, just to do another QEG, just to check in to see where the brain's at. Uh, I, I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, people are right where they left off mm-hmm. um, if, if they can complete. Uh, it, but uh, which which also I, I don't mean to. Be, mean to be coy about that most mo- most people do yeah. you know they, they, they put the effort in on, on, on the front end sure. and, and they want to complete and they want to feel better yeah um but uh, uh so yeah i don't i don't i don't bring people back i mean, i do i do plenty of that people do come back and say sure. let's just do a check and let's see how the brain's how, how, how it's all holding uh but that's not a part of my regimen anymore what does what a dissociative identity disorder look like on a brain map? Have you seen any of those cases? I, I will kind of wear a lot of hats, but dissociative uh, disorders are uh, my like specialty. So it's um, that's that's harder to see. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can we can see depression really easily. I imagine anxiety. the fragmentation would be really advanced. It's you know? it's um, that's a much longer answer than, than probably I have time to, to get into. Sure. But it's I'd love to see the uh, brain maps of different disorders sure. or uh, different diagnoses and see what you know the commonalities there. That that'd be fascinating. Because I, I have hypotheses, but I'd like to, yeah. like to see what they look like. Sure, sure, yeah. And th- and there are profiles. Yeah, it's not a one to one. I know that you're not saying that there's a one to one, but uh, there there are some profiles you can you can look at look at the 
at the at the series of maps, and um, uh, be you know we're not soothsayers. We're not we're not waving. We're not we're not holding crystals and blowing on on rabbit's feet. Uh, but 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 you can you can see what the brain's telling you. The brain does mm -hmm. not lie. Um, and uh, you know when I when I go through the through the through the brain map with a, with a family, uh, when people come in to the brain mapping, I analyze the data, write the report, mm -hmm. then bring them in again and just go through the data. Sure. Uh, and and so I'm I'm just telling mm -hmm. what the data suggests, and uh, it's it's a. It, it, it's a great feeling to be able to give a family some answers. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a lot of what people want. Yeah, yeah they want validation. Like the so diagnosis I, I doesn't always answer that. I mean, no. a lot of people are like, I need to know what the diagnosis is, and you get it, and it's like that isn't really helpful. But you know, something Oftentimes, where you can point to specific areas and tell them what's happening yes. maybe makes them feel more calm. To be able to say, here's your depression right there. Yeah. There's your ADHD right here. There's the things. This is what's happening. You know, people feel validated. You know, mm -hmm. they're like, I knew I wasn't making this up. I knew this wasn't just in my head. I knew. Uh, well, it is in your head, I guess. But. Well, I guess yeah, it is in your head. Yeah, yeah. But they feel like 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 they've been let off the hook. Mm -hmm. That 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 uh, they don't need to keep on trying to convince people and their family or that 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 there's that they feel differently or that they yeah. don't feel good uh, when when they can when they can hear me essentially describe them. Without knowing the ins and, ins and outs of them, I'm just mm -hmm. looking at the data. Data suggests this, and with this being this way, I would wonder what your sleep is like. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, just kind of telling them what the data suggests, uh, and then hearing the family saying, "So, so, where did you read my history before we had this meeting?" Uh, and not that you're trying to do any, any, you're not trying to impress anybody, but but just just interpreting the data, uh, it just lets people off the hook. That sure. They don't have to keep trying to convince people as to how they don't feel well. Well, it's fascinating stuff. I would love, love to see that. So I guess if people want to find you in Birmingham or Dallas area, what, what do we do? What, what, just search Peak Neuroscience? Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, PeakNeuroscience.com. Um, mm -hmm. And we're actually doing some website work right now. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, you'll, you'll see our, see our Dallas clinic and our, and our Bur uh, Birmingham clinic. Uh, just go to peakneuroscience.com. Okay. Anything that uh, we don't get to that is relevant or important that people should know before they come in? Um, I think we hit on most of what people can probably digest from the video. Sure. Uh, well, if uh, you ever have time for a part two or something, I'm sure people would be interested to see some of the brain maps. That'd be great, yeah. Like. For more resources about psychology and trauma, please visit GetTherapyBirmingham.com. If you are in the Dallas or Birmingham, Alabama areas, you can check out PeakNeuroscience.com to find out more about Jay and his practice.